is the Life with Cheese podcast. I'm Malia. And I'm Andi. We're just two besties trying to figure shit out. And we're here to bring you the cheesy truth with a little spice, a little nice, and a whole lot of funk. This is where when we want to get shreddy, we don't sacrifice the chetty. And when we think we can't even, we like totally literally do. So we can be the big cheese in every area of our lives. Let's break bread and cut the cheese together, ladies. Okay, so let's go. Cheese and stretchy pants required. Bras optional. Hello, everyone in the world, in the wide, wide world, in all the countries. We know where you live. (laughs) I'm dressed as Santa. Um, so today we're talking about a pretty, um, relevant topic because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this and actually recently you discovered you relate to this. I sure did. I think that I'd been in denial about it for a while because it is not fun. Um, it is not a, um, sexy topic. Sexy, high-functioning anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) My heart rate's up now. Uh, Raise your hand if you've heard of high-functioning anxiety. Both of us have our hands up. Closed captions. Wait. This is all. Oh, and we have a guest here in the studio. My little daughter, Gia. Gia, say hi. Hi. Oh. <laughs> she's reading a book. Now she's going to whisper. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. So this is something that's been super relevant for me lately because I have forced myself to stop trying to justify um, how I feel um, based on my circumstances. Like, oh, well, I... I'm at this point in life, and I so that that's why I'm feeling this way. If I just fix this, then I will feel better. Mm-hmm. But once I um, kind of came to terms with the fact that anxiety and depression run in my family, um, and the fact that my feelings were not changing based on my circumstances, like no matter where I am. Uh, of course, it, it, it can help to be in a um, place that you that is ideal for you. Um, it can help to an extent, but no matter where I am in life, there's always a little um, I want to say a sliver, but it's bigger than a sliver, but of anxiety um, following me around. And, um, so let's first, before I go into stuff that I've been going through, um, define what high functioning anxiety is, because it's one of those things to my knowledge that isn't really diagnosed or am I wrong? Um, That's what I've heard. I think that there's a lot of clinicians out there that are very um, aware of high functioning anxiety, but this is very different 
than the generalized anxiety disorder that's in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that therapists and doctors use, use to diagnose their clients. So, um, first, I always like to differentiate the difference between worry and anxiety because now it, the word anxiety has become such a um, a word that people just kind of throw around, right? Oh, I'm really anxious over this test I have coming up or, oh my gosh, I get so much anxiety on my way to work in the traffic. And while that could be true for that person, the difference between worry and anxiety is that worry comes and goes when the situation you're worried about ends. So um, I'm worried I'll be late to work because there's, um, I've heard there's traffic. On the news I heard there was traffic due to an accident. So the once you make it to work, whether you're on time or not or whatever, but once that situation passes, the worry goes away and you go on with your day. That's just a very simple example of what worry is. Um, anxiety is kind of woven through um, a lot of many different areas of your life and it's just kind of this persistent, um, persistent, I want to say the word worry, but level of of kind of feeling like maybe something might go wrong or you kind of ruminate over situations that might happen. It's very futuristic. What if this happens? What will they think? What, you know, what's going to happen in this situation? So um, generalized anxiety disorder oftentimes gets in the way of people's functioning. And that is actually one of the pieces to be diagnosed. One of the symptoms to be diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder is that maybe it's getting in the way of you paying your bills. Maybe you're not able to go to work on some days because you can't, you're not able to function at the level needed in order to get through your daily activities on a regular basis. So, that's generalized anxiety disorder. Now, high-functioning anxiety is very different from this because on the outside, looking in, someone with high-functioning anxiety, they pay their bills on time, they're at work, they may seem really happy and bubbly. Um, they may actually seem like they have it even more together than the average person oftentimes. And why that is is because they channel all of that energy from the anxiety into getting busy, into being productive. Maybe they um, have perfectionism, which is a whole other topic um, oh in and of yeah. itself. But so that perfectionism leads them to their house is spotless and um, their grades are perfect and they pay their bills ahead of time and um, they're kind of, they can be seen as overachievers even. Um, so I don't know if that explains it well enough. Just to sum it up as an overarching explanation of high functioning anxiety is that they have these feelings of persistent anxiety woven throughout their lives, but it is not impeding any sort of function throughout their days. And in fact, can actually look 
by an outsider it can from an outsider excuse me it can look like they are actually functioning at a very high level mm-hmm. um do you have anything you want to add that is you've kind of noticed with your experience um well I guess so I it's really hard to like go into what really to nail down like what really made me um, decide that this is likely what was going on with me, um, because it's been very gradual. It's been, um, I guess my stress level has kind of like made me think about, you know, that this could be a thing. Um, wanting like the, the feeling of like, okay, I'm doing all these things, everything that in my life that demands, um, all of me, um, is of course like any like any person is going to make you feel stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, when I okay, let me give you an example. Well, first of all, back up. I have not been to a doctor. I have not been diagnosed with anxiety, any of that stuff. So this is this is purely like the beginning stages of me realizing that whatever I'm feeling is not normal. Um, so I'm not here to tell everybody listening to diagnose themselves and then go and like create a treatment plan for themselves or anything like that. That would kind of be irresponsible, but, um, there is a point where you need to realize that what you're feeling, is it normal or is it abnormal? And take a step back, look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I want to live like this? And then take your, take your steps, whatever those steps may be to, take steps to not it's that take steps like a billion times I, but there are so to, many to steps not feel, <laughs> to not to see what do you need to do to not feel this way that could be going to the doctor that could be going to a therapist that could be exercising that could be whatever you know you're an All individual you can figure out like what you want to do <laughs> yeah um but so back to uh recent times for me um I have been feeling like mostly at night like okay I'm just gonna sit here and not do anything because I'm feeling apathetic I'm feeling like I'm gonna freak out if I don't finish everything on my to-do list so I'm just not gonna do any of it that to-do list is in the back of my head all the time of like okay I have to I have to do all these things because I'm doing all of the things during the day but then where I started to feel weird was whenever at night I could just come to a total complete stop and I'm like okay well maybe if I just stay still for a few minutes then like tomorrow's not going to be so bad because I will have had this time to recoup not the case wake up in the morning and immediately I would feel some apathy feel some sense of like oh my god I have so much to do of course it's brought on by my not having done anything the night before Um, and this has been for just a little while um But then it made me think, like, okay, so anxiety runs in my family. Let me ask my mom, like, hey, how did you know when you, I think I asked her, like, how did you know that you had anxiety or or what did you feel like or something like that. And the way that she just described it was she, she, um, I hope this isn't giving too much information about, about my mom, but, like, you know, it was just the sense of, like, something's wrong and I don't know what and I can't tell you, like, what can't it is. put a finger on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've never had a panic attack before, but I feel like if you can imagine a panic attack, like, the intensity of that just 
spread out throughout the entire day, just a little bit let like a small, a low level of panic throughout the whole entire day. I wouldn't even describe it as panic, but like as I'm doing everything, I accomplish everything that I need to accomplish at work. So I'm high functioning. I'm functioning. Things are getting done. Um, but I'm not taking time to breathe. I'm not taking time to, um, I guess, I don't even know other than sitting still, like what, what else I would do mm-hmm. to feel like I'm taking the necessary time to recuperate. Like that's just something that I haven't really um, mastered yet. I think there have been spots in my life where I'm like, feel like, okay, this is a productive use of rest mm-hmm. instead of like, yeah. this is just like giving up. Um, so I feel like the story is kind of all over the place. No, but it's just, anxiety feels that way though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> because just like your mom said, there's no pinpoint. There's no, yes, if I just fix this, that's what we think. And mm-hmm. when we don't realize what's going on, like, I just need, I'll be happy when, right? Mm-hmm. I will feel better when. But when that thing happens or you reach that thing, yet you don't feel any better, you realize what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you think that... You want more crackers? Okay, baby wants some crackers. Uh, yeah, you think, like... Starting a new job with a higher pay or with better hours or a better, like, fill in the blank, but a better, you know, work environment is going to change everything for you. No, it comes to its whole new set of, like, mm-hmm. challenges, which is awesome. Challenges are great because then when you overcome the challenges, you've got something to show for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't fix everything. So, um, let me go back to, um, so as I realized that maybe I've got some sort of anxiety happening, um, I was like, okay, well, how long has this been going on? Because if this is just a stage that I'm going through, that's just a season of like stress, then I'm not going to totally worry about it. Um, so I thought back like how long, have I really been feeling like this? And um, <laughs> I can actually go back and... Okay. I can actually go back and think about in second grade. And this probably is just on the lines of like just gen- maybe general anxiety. Not disorder, but like... Yeah. I, I've, I remember in second grade, I didn't want to go to school. I wasn't sick. I just didn't want to go to school. I think I was self-conscious about something. Seven years old. And I gave myself the biggest stomach ache, of, oh my gosh, of my seven years. I remember it like it was yesterday. I can feel the, the feeling like in my stomach. And I was so, I don't even know what exactly triggered it, but that day I just did not want to go to school. It wasn't a kid thing. It wasn't a being like, oh, I just want to stay home. It was like I'm legitimately like will like cry all day if I have to go to school. And so like an hour into school, I was in the counselor's office like crying. My counselor, I remember it was Miss Bowman. She <laughs> called my mom and she had her come and pick me up. She was like, I don't know why. She just she just needs to go home today. And, like, 
I, I never connected the dots of like maybe that's like the start of when I started being like an anxious person. Yeah. Um, but all the way back then, like there's there's little signs that I guess I ignored. Um, and then when I was, uh, I mean, all of high school and junior high, I'm sure like I could just talk for hours about that. So it's probably pretty typical stuff. But when I was probably like 21 or 22, I um, went, okay, this is, this is super vulnerable, super, super vulnerable for me right now. So, um, and this, I don't know all the ways that, um, anxiety can manifest in the body, but I remember for as long as, for as long as I can remember, I've had like, I hate to use the word ticks, but like I have a thing where like my neck will feel like tense and I just have to move it. And so, um, I went to the doctor because I was like, something's wrong with me. Like, I don't know why this is happening. And, um, she prescribed me Klonopin and I never filled it. Cause I was like, I looked at it and I'm like, nope, not going down that road. Like, I don't feel like I need that. Um, but she gave it to me because I guess she thought that it was manifesting if, that maybe that was anxiety or, or something. I don't even really remember the appointment, but, um, she told me to take one every night before I went to bed. So that then the next day, I guess, like, my body would be relaxed. I don't know. So, wow. yeah. There's, like, so many points where I'm like, has it been going on this long? And I've just been channeling it into doing things. Yeah. And I still have that tick. I still have it because, I mean, I don't know if I've done something in the past that, like, has calmed it down, if it is anxiety or what but I still have it wow yeah so that would be interesting to see once I start getting it under control like yeah this whole if it's high functioning anxiety do I know this is like a a new thing and you're exploring it do you feel like that label is a relief or it's empowering in some way or were you kind of, was it hard to admit maybe this is what it is? How did that feel for you? Both. Yeah. So, um, I don't know about anybody else, but when I can give something a name that gives me some sort of like peace and some sort of control, like a healthy, well, it can be unhealthy, but like a healthy control over it. Like, okay, roadmap time. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is what it is. Let me, let me Google what other people have done to, um, to control it. Um, yeah, when you identify the problem, you can work towards a solution. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it was, like, really, it still is really, like, scary to, like, label myself, I guess, somebody who likely struggles with anxiety um, because I never, like, I, you know, you don't want an extra thing to, like, worry about. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, I... I knew that like it ran in my family and I'm like, okay, I'm going to break the chain, like <laughs> naively um, thinking that I can really control DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, you can control symptoms, like you can, you can manage it, but I, you know, I wanted to be one of those normal people like, hey, it's Malia. She's so inspirational and happy and bubbly and like she mm-hmm. can give me advice and I'm over here like, oh my God, another message, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just want to sit still and like yeah. turn my brain off. But again, like that kind of stuff lights me up and it's what keeps me going and makes me like want to do things like what we're doing right now. Like, and I don't want to feel resentment towards anything that, you know, of that nature. Yeah. I feel like this is, um, sometimes your gift can, can be what's draining you if it's not channeled in the right way or the, if you don't find the way that it's best channeled through and with, uh, really clear boundaries with it all. (coughs) Um, so it's, this is your gift, right? It's a, it's a gift you have to connect with others and people look to you. But sometimes I think when you hear those things about yourself, like when people come to you and they say, oh my gosh, Malia, you're so inspirational. You're so bubbly. You, you, your energy is just so great. It makes me so happy. And then you have that, it can come off as, oh my gosh, I have to be that all the time. Yeah, right? live up to like the image that, I mean, I, I want people to like, see happy things. I also want them to see real things, but like the happy stuff is like people get really excited about and it's like, well, that makes me feel good to like, mommy, 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 mommy. (laughs) It makes me feel good to like put stuff like that out there. But yeah, it's like, just like whenever you do a competition, a fitness competition and you're like, everybody's like, oh my God, you look so good. And oh wow. Like, like, I can't wait to keep following your fitness journey, and then you become human, and... Because the show's over. <laughs> maybe you rebound. <laughs> yeah, Once or show. twice. <laughs> Is it good? And then you're like, nobody can see this side of me because they liked who I was before. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, well, and my fitness page, my Malia Strut to Fitness. Don't go follow it because it's very inactive. <laughs> follow it. <laughs> I still go to it. Yeah, it's 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 hard to again but again, things like this are our gift because if we think that we're suffering in silence or however you want to put it, there's a hundred billion other people that are suffering in silence. Think about if you see Okay. If you see a spider on your wall, you're like, "Eh, I'm gonna kill the spider. Guess what? There's a hundred other spiders behind the wall in your house. And roaches. And roaches. <laughs> if you're in Texas, and so. they're the big ones. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so that's exactly what it is. I have anxiety right <laughs> oh now. My, and my functioning is shutting down. <laughs> I saw a spider on my oh. cart. I handled it. Story. You're like, gotta get a new car. <laughs> Time to sell this one. <laughs> Got out to get gas. <laughs> I passed it. It's dead. But it was like an inch long spider. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Don't know when it died, but I'm glad it's dead. And, and is it going sack to... eggs around? It had, it had, oh, I think it was on a sack. Ew. Sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for, for people, you have to understand what, empowers you when it comes to labels and it can change on a day-to-day moment-to-moment basis because sometimes I feel empowered by um feeling or identifying a struggle with a name and then other times I don't want to give it a name and I have to know how to differentiate what I need in that moment when I'm working through something 
So, um, and that, there's no like set way to do that other than just to, to say both of them and see what feels better and then go with the one that feels better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely, um, am someone who my default is anxiety. I don't feel empowered to say I'm an anxious person because that feels like I'm trapped. Mm -hmm. However, um, I like to kind of visualize anxiety as like something that is outside of myself and it comes a knock in sometimes. It's like tap, tap, knock, knock. Um, and, and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I see you. You're here again. Um, but I certainly know it was so super apparent. I swear you and I sometimes were on like the same track, which I, is why we're in each other's lives because we bounce each uh, bounce off each other so well. Mm-hmm. But I remember I told you a few weeks back that there was actually one evening where I didn't have a list of to-dos and I sat down on my couch and my house was quiet and I was by myself with nothing to do and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember that. You're like, like uh, something weird is happening. <laughs> like, I, and I, I've, ever since you've known me, it's busy, 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 busy. And I hate that word, but that's what it is, right? I block my calendar with all of these different things. And I think I almost, now that we're sitting here having this conversation, I think back to like a, a period in my life where I was the most positive, happy I've ever been. And that was when I was in competition prep. And you know why? Because I didn't have a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. It was work. It was gym, workout, squeezing, like whatever friends or family I could. Gym, you know, to work out, sleep. I mean, it, prep food. Mm-hmm. It was go, 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 go all the time. And I thrived then. And to say that's right or wrong, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Um, and it but, also has to make you wonder, like, did all that exercise, like, help right. you not feel crazy? Right. Or, like... And, of course, it, I mean, I wholeheartedly, like, 100% believe, yeah, of course, that yeah. was benefiting my mind. I had the most energy, even though I was go-go-going from 5 a.m. to 11, 12, 11 p.m., 12 a.m., Literally, it was like, I didn't need a ton of sleep. I didn't wake up tired. I was just so, I had so much energy. And so, yeah, some of that, a lot of that was physical. A lot of that was mental because of my physical activity. But I also can't help but wonder, what am I avoiding? Oh my God, you just read my mind. Okay. See? This is what happens, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. So... Finish what you're saying and then but, I'll... But, I mean, that's it. It's like, what am I avoiding? This packed schedule, if I... Piano lessons, okay, that takes the spot of 10.30 a.m. anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like, slip that... Don't have time for that. <laughs> Let me bring in positive stuff to cover up all that shit. <laughs> it's okay, she's eating a cookie. Um, a blueberry cookie. Okay, so... Yeah, okay, so the avoidance, that is something that um, I totally, totally deal with. Um, And one of the biggest um, pieces of evidence of that is that whenever things happen, like whenever stressful things arise, like 
I don't, I guess, react to them until much later. Mm. Or whenever they're happening, I, um, and I didn't used to be like this. I used to be really emotional and really like, like if something happened, I'd like freak out. And of course there's still things that like, I will do that. But like, I've learned to, I guess, breathe through them. But another layer of that is that it's, I'm kind of like making myself numb um, by just looking ahead and looking ahead in a healthy way of like, okay, let's just move forward and figure out what to do next um, is different from what I do sometimes. So if something like, I don't even, I can't even give you an example because if I do that, I'm going to give away like a lot of stuff <laughs> of like that it's not my place to, to talk about. But like if, if something big is on the horizon, a big negative of like, hey, this is imminent. Um, we're going to figure out what to do. Uh, I will um, just say, okay, and then like move on. I don't even know how to describe it to make it seem exactly how it feels. But I'll move on like, okay, that, that thought this situation, I'm going to set it aside and it's just going to be over here to, and I'm, it's going to be over here to like arise later on whenever I'm yeah. in a very weak place. You compartmentalize it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Which is such, is such a, you compartmentalization is such a useful skill and it's a skill that people need to develop in order to function, right? Mm-hmm. So, because some, imagine something really like terrible happening an hour before you have to be at work and you need to be at work because it's this big day and your boss is not someone to give you a lot of leeway or whatever. You need to be able to show up, leave that stuff behind and be present there. Um, So it's a necessary skill, but I can totally see how using that to avoid like would be for the purpose of avoidance it it's so convenient right exactly it is like and exactly the way that I use it is to avoid um and then it'll come back of course like the situation's not going to go away if you avoid it and don't put your all into maybe fixing it if it's your place to mm-hmm. then that's going to come back and like bite you um well it'll ha- manifest in somewhere oh yeah big time okay here's a, here's a little example imagine if you're late on a payment of something and you get an email of saying hey you're late on your let's say insurance premium payment or something and you're like, oh my God, that sucks in your head. And then you you close your email and then it's still there. It's still there. But you are moving on with your day. It's not like killing you right. quickly. It's killing you slowly. <laughs> but um, it'll, yeah. it'll still be there. But like, that's what I do with a lot of things. Uh, lately. That just grows, right? Like mm-hmm. the late, the late fees just keep growing. Yes. If you ignore it and like, it's bigger and bigger. And you're like, wait, I thought I took care of that by putting it over there <laughs> in my like closed apps file. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then the way it manifests for me, I guess I've learned over the last few years, uh, over the last like couple years, uh, is that I'll say I'll be in the shower and I'll notice that I haven't taken a breath. (gasps) And I'm like, oh my God. See, just then that felt really good. And that just made me think of something else. When I was 16, I went to the doctor because I, it's, since I guess that time in my life, uh, since like high school, I've had a really hard time getting a full breath a lot of the time. 
And I was diagnosed with seasonal asthma. Didn't make any sense to me, but it was an answer. So yeah, I was diagnosed with seasonal asthma. Um, The doctor listened to my breathing. She, I remember she had her stethoscope on my back and um, she was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're getting a full breath, uh, your, your full breath out when you exhale. And so whenever you inhale, it's your heart, it's hard to like catch your breath. So I was like, okay, whatever, you're a doctor, it's fine. Um, so since I was 16, anytime like I'm filling out a form, it says, what do you have? Do you have this, 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 asthma? And I check it and I write seasonal next to it. Didn't make any sense because it's year round. Right. Um, but now that I'm thinking about all this stuff, I'm like, okay, so that's probably a manifestation of mm-hmm. a level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, still to this day, I always have to go <sighs> to get like a satisfying breath, like oxygen, like to get oxygen. Oxygen, yeah. And well, in breathing exercises, I mean, I feel like people, including myself, we don't take those seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what a lot of meditation uses, right? Is focusing on breath and focusing on the inhale and the exhale. And there's actually at like a brain level, a calming effect. Like this, our brains need the oxygen and we move through life with such a lack of it, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not focused on breathing properly. Mm-hmm. Um, through the, have you ever um, had someone show you how to breathe properly and like their stomach goes out? Yeah. And I'm like, I am so chesty. Like so, it stays here, up yeah, here. Yeah, at work. That's what they, um, I work at a physical therapy clinic and they talk a lot about like, hey, your chest breathing. So make sure that you like tuck your hips and breathe your stomach, <laughs> breathe with your stomach. And I'm like, why is that so hard? Yeah, and you have to be very aware of it throughout your day. It's mm-hmm. not something that comes naturally because we get into these habits of just moving through life so quickly and mm-hmm. just not breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and another manifestation, I guess, of it, and I don't want to pass this on to um, my daughter, uh, but I already, I, I don't know if this is, if she got it from me or if it's just the kid thing, but um, I'm 30 years old and I still haven't figured out how to not bite my nails. So I have to have fake nails, just come to terms with it. I have to have fake nails so that I don't bite them. And it's just something that I have always done. Um, And since my mom makes a joke, since I had teeth, I've been biting my nails. So it's just, and now I notice that whenever I am nervous, I'll, it's Mm -hmm. it's a hand to mouth type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'll bite my nails or I'll play with my hair. Oh, I play with my hair so much. And that's one of the things that I read is, um, I'm like, Oh, that's why I do that. Cause I'm like, stop. I always tell myself like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Yeah. It doesn't help when you beat yourself up. That doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Or like a, a foot tapping or any, any sort of like something that's manifesting in the body. Um, and something really important you brought up was how that day in second grade you gave yourself that stomach ache. And that, ang- our minds are so linked to our gut. And that is how, I mean, people always think that our emotions are up here in our heads and like we feel it in our chest. 
mm-hmm. but really think about it. Like when you're nervous, when you're really upset, your stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, can't go to the bathroom or go into the bathroom too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's an important factor to know, like that keeping your gut really healthy, um, it works the other way too, mm-hmm. you know? So that is why your nutrition and what you put in your body is so, so important and affects your, any, anyone's anxiety levels or worry levels um, because it's linked. It's all linked. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And that's another thing, like putting a label on it, put like put it, connecting the dots is super empowering because mm-hmm. then like you don't have to be a slave to your condition. Right. You don't have to be a slave to your circumstances. Like you can... You can change mm-hmm. how you feel by doing ABC. Like, that's super empowering to me. Yeah. And I think, so if you're someone listening who struggles with high anxiety or high functioning anxiety, or you've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety or social anxiety, anything, and you're really relating to this topic of anxiety, um, I encourage you to give it a name other than anxiety. Like, I don't know, and everybody, the name really is something that feels good to you. So if that's a person's name, so, you know, good old Sally, or <laughs> or if that is, you know, the darkness or the wave, or um, so that helps you get it out of your chest. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling it, it moves it from being inside of your body to this external source. The wave is coming in. Yeah, that is really good visual. Like, the way that I just imagined that, like how we were talking about compartmentalizing, mm-hmm. like, you can, like, encapsulate that mm-hmm. with a name. Mm-hmm. Like, Sally, get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of... Be gone, <laughs> Sally. You again. Instead of visualizing it being, like, all throughout your body and yeah. all throughout your veins to where it's uncontrollable and, like, how am I ever going like, to, like, contain I am this? this. Yeah. I yeah. Am, I am physically the embodiment of anxiety. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel great. That gives me anxiety yeah. right now to say it. Like, I don't want to be right. this. But if you separate yourself, like, create this distance and it's this other... The other, mm-hmm. this other entity outside of you, a lot of people benefit from that, including myself. Yeah. Yeah. So what I am trying to do more of is, well, first of all, making sure that I'm moving my body. Endorphins are gigantic. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows this. If you don't, now you do. Mm-hmm. Endorphins are what make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And as we said in the first episode... Endorphins Endorphins make you happy. Happy Happy people just don't don't kill their husbands. (laughs) We'll be saying that every third episode. (laughs) Only because it's true. And so, like, endorphins making... And Okay, I was listening to a podcast. I think I was listening to the Angie Lee show. And um, she had a guest on, or maybe she said it, um, but where they had a rule, uh, a three-day rule of... Don't go three days without moving your body because once you stop, then obviously it's going to be so much harder to start again. Mm -hmm. So once you give yourself that endorphin rush, you're obviously going to want to keep giving it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Keep giving it to yourself. Give it to yourself. (laughs) 
but it's just like <laughs> it's just like a shower you're gonna want to do is it do it every oh <laughs> give it to yourself in the shower in the shower <laughs> We're like 14-year-old I know. <laughs> hey, I'm working backwards. I'm working back into my life to fix things from a long time ago. So that's just where I am mentally. Um, but like a three-day rule of don't go that don't, – don't go more than three days without moving your body. So that's something that I'm um, trying to make a habit uh, because with this anxiety, it's hard to um, – Whenever you stopped, it's really hard to remember why you should even do these things that people say are good for you. So mm-hmm. if you just make it a rule, I don't know. Um, but also making sure that your diet is in check. And I'm not talking about diet like go on a diet, but mm-hmm. diet being like what you eat. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're giving your gut what it needs to create serotonin. Mm-hmm. And that is very sciencey. We will go into that later. <laughs> Later, and when we talk about sciencey things, we get an accent. <laughs> it's very, very, it's indubitably sciencey. Indubitable. <laughs> um, but yeah, what are some things that you would recommend? Um, meditation, adding things into your life that bring you joy. So, um, and that does, not for the purpose of avoiding, Mm -hmm. but if you love to read and you haven't read a book in 18 years, (laughs) maybe pick one up. Um, That's a really good point. Like, (laughs) what do you love to do? What do you love to do? And do it. (laughs) (laughs) Then do it. (laughs) But that's hard. I'm sending all of you an invoice. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But if you, and slow down. So if you haven't actually taken a bubble bath in years and years and years, uh, maybe take 20 minutes to yourself to actually go in a bathroom and run yourself a bubble bath with some bath beads. It's all in the little things. You can slow down even just in the simple things like putting your lotion on. Like, I think it's uh, Lori Harder that said, don't do the old slap and slather. <laughs> I can't remember. It might not have been her. But <laughs> I haven't heard don't that Don't do yet. the slap and slather. Do, like, actually take time and rub the lotion on your body. Imagine that. When's the last time you actually sat on the floor, like, on your towel and took time and got lotion in between your toes and on your heels and up your legs and on all every part of your arm, your elbows, your knuckles, your all of those things. Instead, we just couple pumps. Totally, it's probably I don't even do that. Like no lotion, no. Oh my gosh, that's I would like be a scaly fish. I would I'd actually be a pile of flakes on the ground right now. <laughs> You're so flaky. <laughs> um, but th- this is especially important for caretakers Mm -hmm. moms people that are taking care of loved ones teachers like anybody doing things for other people all day long right like that's huge because I that's one of my big stresses too is I don't wake up early enough a lot of times to do that self-care and then I'm like rushing to take care of you know my daughter obviously I love I love being a mom but it's so stressful sometimes Mm -hmm. a lot of times um, because you want to make sure you're doing the right thing for 
said person you're taking care of. Right. And so then your self-care is put on the back burner. And so, yeah, simple things like what you just said. Yeah. I mean, Game changer. like taking your time and leaving your conditioner on for the two minutes the bottle says to. Oh, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> that gives me so much anxiety. Like, like, what am I going to do I'm just standing here minutes? in silence. What's happening? Do I shave my legs? I don't have enough time to do that one. This freaking conditioner is ruining my life. <laughs> I'm done with this. I need to go to therapy. (laughs) And another, okay. So another thing about like taking time and like slowing down, whenever you talked about the bubble bath, like that gave me a, that reminded me that like being alone with your thoughts with nothing else to do, but have your thoughts there in your head. Whoa. (laughs) Listening to your own thoughts instead of other people's or instead of music or instead of a podcast, which... Wait, listen to us. Wait. Wait. Don't turn this off. Are you in a bath right now? (laughs) Are you naked? (laughs) Feel the bubbles on your skin. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just motorbike them? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's one thing that um, I have to consciously do is, like, if I'm driving somewhere, like, the hour drive to, like, work for some people or to get your child or whatever... And you have to have music on, try turning the music off and just being alone with your thoughts. Or try sitting whenever you've finished all your stuff. Yeah. And see how you feel. Just see. If maybe you feel like a little heightened, like, I need to turn something on. Like your hands are like going, trying to find, trying to find music, trying to find a playlist, trying to find like a radio station without a commercial, um, which is annoying. Sit with it. Sit with it. And then you will truly see how much work you have to do. Mm -hmm. And... That's like a practice. Like, it sounds so weird. I just noticed. But it's a practice. You just made me so aware. Do you know what my little anxiety tick is? What? I get chills up my spine. Really? Jordan knows that I do this. But yeah, I get, it looks like I'm cold. You know when you're cold, you'll be like. Yeah. I, I do that. When I get anxiety. And as you were like explaining the thoughts alone in your car and you're reaching, I just did that. Oh my gosh. Man. It's like when you feel the weight of something or your mind is going to like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when it happens. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I never like, like was uh, aware enough to link it. Yeah. See, talking helps. I love this podcast. I love I to do this. This is actually for us. I know. If you're listening, you're eavesdropping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow, this is a long one. I know. Yeah. And that's funny because we're like, this is going to be so short. (laughs) We're going to do two today. (laughs) This is actually going to be like a quickie. No, it's not. Well, maybe. Two quickies. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. why I went so deep with that all right guys honestly if you relate to this at all reach out to us let us know what you're experiencing and let us know we're not alone I was about to say please let us know we're not alone yeah we don't want you to to um 
to send us a message just to send us a message. Okay, we need you. <laughs> we, we need, need you. you. Badly. Yes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you find it in your heart to give us a review and leave some kind words, we'd really, really appreciate it. Yes. And, um, oh my gosh, maybe one day we will have a piece of swag to send you. Yes. So, Maybe so. Stick with us. Swag bag. We're this episode on it. is brought to you by a Starbucks plastic cup <laughs> and with a CD. Water from my fridge in it. And a CD. And, and a whiteboard. And a blueberry cookie. <laughs> All right, guys. Love ya. Love ya. Thank you for connecting with us on the Life with Cheese podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it'd mean so much to us if you'd share it with someone you love so we can be one step closer to helping trillions of women own their cheesiest selves. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Life with Cheese, please. And remember, you are the big cheese in all areas of your life.